Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. From the ragged heart of the Rust Belt, this is Great Lakes Confidential with your hosts, Angie and Marty. Great Lakes Confidential with mm-hmm. Angie and Marty. Yep, yep, yep. The best podcast in the Midwest. The best in the Midwest. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah? It's going good. So we're officially the best or no? It's just us calling it. I mean, yeah, that's pretty official yeah. if you ask me. All right. The best about the Midwest. The best about there the we Midwest. Go. That's cool. So you know that I love cryptids. We, yeah, we both do. And Got a yard full of them. <laughs> we keep them we keep them back in the backyard yeah i what do you like what do you like about cryptids i like that nobody has seen them so we could just make up whatever we want about them oh i like that they're uh why why what do you like about well them? i mean i like the mystery of them you know i like the the stories i really Isn't like what i just said well, no, you're you're talking about you you like making up the stories. I like hearing the stories that aren't made up. Well, those are just stories other people made up. They're not made up. Okay, you're right. Totally true. They have to be. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Okay. I believe I believe in Big Ma- Bigfoot, mm-hmm. Mothman, mm-hmm. Nessie, mm-hmm. all of them. Okay. So basically, like you know, we have no idea what's out there, and I don't. Like you and I were talking the other day about you said, well, I don't understand why they don't just scan the whole Loch Ness and find the Loch Ness monster. And it's like, to me, I feel like the planet is so big that you could never like even Loch Ness, you could never scan the entire body of water all at once, including any caves or underwater tunnels that may be there, right? Like, there's just no way that you could do that. So why wouldn't there be something? I mean, if I had the opportunity to hide out underwater all my life, I'd probably do it. You don't even like baths. I know, but... (laughs) Okay, fine. If I had the opportunity to hide in the woods Mm -hmm. my whole life, I mean, like, Bigfoot, not like Ted Kaczynski, but, Mm -hmm. like, if I had that opportunity, I'd probably take it. Like, why not? So if you were Bigfoot... 
and you knew that people were looking for you, you're going to hide, right? You're going to make sure that you can't be found. Yeah, I like the way you just phrased that, though. If you're a Bigfoot and you knew people were looking for you, like he's the guy who bombed the Olympics in 96. I mean... <laughs> he's Eric Rudolph. Listen, Bigfoot, he's he's had to have, he's had to have evolved and learned to adapt. So if you think that he doesn't realize that he's being hunted... Is that what you're saying? You don't think that he knows he's being hunted? No, just the way you said it was funny. I mean, oh. I'm sure he thinks people want to find him. Yeah. He's trying to hide from people. He's probably a pretty smart individual. Yeah, he takes a look around and he sees like, look at these people. They just ruin everything. Why do I want to hang out with them? Exactly. So, you know, I'll be a coat somewhere. Exactly. I'll be a pair of boots if I say hi to these people. Yes. So screw them. Exactly. So. Mind my own beeswax out in the woods. Yeah. So Helping he, the gentle creatures. He really is the hide-and-seek champion that's what they say yeah so i mean i don't blame him first of all and Mm -hmm. i believe that these things could be true i also think that you know like we've we've watched a lot of weird documentaries i mean Mm -hmm. we that's pretty much what we always do like if we're not watching drag race or jeopardy we're probably watching pbs like that's that's how we roll. In all the house. all the Bigfoot documentaries on PBS. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like in general, we watch mm. a lot of a lot of documentaries. But we've seen some some of the weird like things about like Mothman and Bigfoot and mm. you know Loch Ness monster and you know whatever. And I kind of feel like that many people having such specific stories about things like it has to be true, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple of years ago, I would have agreed, but the past couple of years, the mass delusions we've seen, I don't know if there has to be truth to any of it. Well, but I'm here for the stories. All right. I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. So Michigan actually has its own cryptids, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Some of them I never knew about. Like I was saying last night when, when I told you that we were going to talk about these things today, and I said, like, the melon heads, mm-hmm. I had never heard of them. Yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah, the melon heads, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what? Like, how have I never heard of these people before? Well, why would you? If, you? if you had no reason to know about the melon heads, why would you know about them? But so many people already, you know, so many people did know about them or do yeah. know about them. And I didn't. Like, it, it was from a part of the state you didn't spend much time in. I guess that's true. So the melon heads were in Allegan County, mm-hmm. right? And they're supposed to be... Apparently, they roam the woods around Saugatuck. Yep, west side of the state, along uh, Lake Michigan. Yeah. Saugatuck, a beautiful vacation spot for Chicagoans. Well, for anybody, yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've heard it's very pretty over there. Oh, the Chicago coast. Is that what they call it? No, I just made that up because oh. a, a lot of people from <laughs> Illinois like to uh, hang out in the, the southwest uh, beach towns in oh. Michigan. That's why you always see uh, Illinois plates driving 70 miles an hour in the left lane. <laughs> Yeah, that was with a fun a, conversation. With a refusal to ever oh move over. Oh, my God. Yeah, we won't talk about that. But We're Chicago not... drivers are the scourge of the Great Lakes. Ugh. Sorry, Chicago. Yeah, sorry. You guys are the worst when it Look, comes it's to... just the way that you have to drive when you're when you're navigating Chicago. We get it. You got to get in the lanes you need. Yeah, but you got to... Once you... you come to Michigan, you move over to the right yeah, if you're not passing. You got to get out of the way, man, for sure. So these melon heads, right? So... Apparently, they're connected to the Felt Mansion, which was a building that dates back to like 1928. Mm-hmm. And it was a seminary at one point. It was a state police post. And then it was also a school on the property of a correctional facility over there mm-hmm. at some point in, in you know, the history of, of the Felt Mansion. Uh, so 
a couple of different things that I found. So one story claims that there was an insane asylum or some sort of an asylum. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say an insane asylum, but an asylum in that area mm-hmm. where these children were born with hydrocephalus, mm-hmm. which is basically water on the brain. And the first stories that I read were that there was a doctor that worked there who abused these children and did experiments on them. Yeah. And so they basically like, you know, retaliated, they ran away, they may have killed him. Mm-hmm. They also may have chopped his body up and ate it. Oh. Yeah. But then another another story says that they didn't that there was no asylum over there, like mm-hmm. at all. It was just the seminary and then it became the police, you know, whatever the the building became, but there was never an actual asylum over there. So mm-hmm. that would kind of take a lot of this you know a lot of these stories out like yeah. this a big pretty big piece right so so i don't know what happened but the story goes that whatever wherever these children were they had hydrocephalus they revolted they took off they became feral they've lived in the woods and in underground tunnels mm-hmm. and they'd pretty much just attack people that are wandering around out there mm-hmm. what's weird about the melon heads is that the so we have the melon heads that have originated in Michigan. Mm-hmm. The Michigan melon heads. But apparently the story also like Ohio has Ohio melon heads. Yeah, Ohio has some and I don't remember another state, but close by anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh and the other very weird thing is that if you I know you probably haven't seen these movies, you may have heard of them. But there's a couple of horror movies that are very similar to this. Mm-hmm. And like Wrong Turn was one of them and The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. And the stories of those are basically that these inbred people that lived in the hills or the woods were crazy mm-hmm. and killed people and mutilated them and whatever. So, you know, obviously the melon heads came first, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Uh, but like... It's. It makes me wonder if that's what these movies were based on. Are these sure, I think legends? They, sure, I think like all or a lot of horror movies all grab something from some legend. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that seems to be especially independent horror movies. Yeah, you find some guy you know just wants to make a movie about a local legend. Yeah. So what do you know about? Because like pretty I said, much what you said that the like the story I heard uh, was the asylum story. But sure, if there's no proof that there was ever an asylum. Is there ever proof there were ever any melon heads? Right, exactly. And and even if there were children that were mm-hmm. born with hydrocephalus, like it's not like that's a super. I mean, it's a it's a rare condition. Mm-hmm. I but, don't know I that. I mean, it, as we've kind of discussed on this show previously, you know, they didn't know medicine didn't exactly right. know what to do with people. Right, exactly, exactly. And it probably there's a good chance that hydrocephalus was more of a problem back then Mm -hmm. as opposed to now but it's just i don't know it's it's a weird right you've got you know developmentally disabled youth yeah supposedly you know breaking out going feral surviving in the uh, right and and procreating right and surviving more like a you know like a pack of wild dogs out there and then you also got this group that moved down to ohio for better prospects i take it like (laughs) Better job opportunities <laughs> in Ohio. Right. So you've got the Ohio melon heads and the Michigan melon yeah. heads. And once a year, they all get together and 
argue over who's going to win the big game. Yeah, exactly. And also the other weird thing about the Melonhead story is that they're not like, what is a cryptid? Mm -hmm. It's not a person, right? It's just a a creature that hasn't been identified. But yeah, the Melonheads are human. Right. With hydrocephalus. So So it's very weird to have them, you know, considered to be a cryptid. Well, now you're splitting hairs. But I mean... You know, it's just I I would be curious to know the actual story about it. But I spent a lot of time cruising the Internet and trying to figure this out. Where it could have possibly started from. Yeah, it just there doesn't seem to be, you know, chances are somebody driving through the area at some point saw a child with a giant head, had no idea what it was. And they, you know, started this crazy, this crazy story. So, yeah. But again, that was one that I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting to me. So yeah, the melon heads. And I I keep wanting to call them lemon heads. Yeah, the lemon heads. <laughs> totally different story. <laughs> so Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. We all know Bigfoot. He's on the state seal. He is. Apparent- I like to pretend that's Bigfoot waving on the state seal, but it's not. I wish it was. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. So he's like eight feet tall, hairy, mm-hmm. stinks. Like, that's one of the big things, right? Everybody's like, he's really tall and hairy and he smells so bad. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I mean, if this big creature is living in the woods, he probably does stink. Like, he's yeah. probably doesn't have access to showers and, you know, dial Lakes. soap. Well, have bathe, you Bigfoot bathe. Yeah, I don't know. He needs soap. So he's pretty much been spotted everywhere in the state, but mostly in northern Michigan, Upper Peninsula, you know, stuff like that. Uh, what is interesting to me is that, as you know, and as some of our listeners would know or remember, I used to live in West Branch. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Bigfoot was like this big deal in West Branch until after I left West Branch. And yeah. then I, yeah, and then you I just thought everyone had a Bigfoot. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> saying like I never, nobody had ever said like, right, you didn't know his specific history with West Branch. I didn't. I didn't until I left. And then everybody was like, oh, did you know that's where Bigfoot's, you know, hanging out? Yeah, that's where Bigfoot's from. You didn't see it in the the old yearbooks? No, no. And like, I hung out in the woods a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, but I guess, I don't know. You weren't hanging out with Bigfoot. The other places, there's so there's been over 200 sightings of Bigfoot in Michigan. Mm -hmm. I was hoping to find like a list of all of the places. I could not. Yeah. So if anybody has this list out there, I would love to see it. But a lot of the sightings are like Menominee, Cass River, South Branch, and then Upper Peninsula. Just the, the Cass River in the thumb? Yes. So, and there's a video on the internet mm-hmm. of a, so like there's these kayakers or whatever out on the river and they saw this creature walking across the river in the water and he was carrying what looked to be like a toddler like a baby but they mm-hmm. were both very furry and all you like the the view of the video is like a side um side view of bigfoot if that's mm-hmm. who it was and then you can see like the leg and like the torso of this thing that he's carrying as if the toddler's head was on his shoulder and you don't see that part and this was from the cast river yeah that's crazy i like to th- i like to hope there's a bigfoot in the thumb a libertarian Bigfoot. <laughs> a don't tread on me Bigfoot. Out there refusing to get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's possible. Just kidding. We love you, Thumb. Yes. 
But like, why would he be out there? I guess I don't know. Well, probably, uh, you know. It makes sense that he'd be up north. Anti-tax Bigfoot. Oh my god! Like it makes sense that he'd be up north because there's there's yeah. so many. Listen, woods. why was Tim McVeigh in the thumb? All right, I'm just saying. Hmm. Hopefully, Bigfoot's not up to anything crazy. I was gonna say, is there a connection but between the two of them? You never know. You know what? Like the thing about Bigfoot and cryptids in general is, you know, we all have. We all hear these stories and we all kind of get this impression of what we think this creature could be in our own minds. Right. right? And then somebody comes out with something and just like, what are you talking about? Bigfoot's not a murderer. Like this guy, these documentaries, I believe they're on Hulu, Missing 911, they're called. They're done by this like guy, this, you know, conspiracy guy named David Politis, who Uh um, is convinced that Bigfoot is responsible for all the uh, missing persons cases in national parks. That he teleports in from another dimension. What? Like breaks somebody's neck and then teleports away. Or he teleports in, grabs somebody, teleports to the top of a mountain and leaves them there. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's not Bigfoot we're talking about. Why that's would, like, why would Bigfoot even... Some I mean, H.P. Even if, Lovecraft type yeah. thing going on. Come on, just leave Bigfoot alone. He's First just a all, gentle giant who just wants to hang out in the woods. Yeah, and also, even if he could teleport to different places, like, why would he... Well, why, that's why he gets away from us. But why, possibly, but why would you, like, I can't make sense of somebody feeling like Bigfoot is just a murderer, and like, mm-hmm. like that's why he would teleport, is to murder. An interdimensional killer. It doesn't make sense. That's what he thinks Bigfoot is. No, Bigfoot is just, he's just a creature that wants to be left alone. Yeah. I mean, much like myself. <laughs> right. Like, he's probably a, a primate of some sort. Yeah. Just like us. Who you know doesn't have that same gene or or predisposition for tearing down the entire environment to try to build buildings, right? And make cell phones. So, and so he just wants to be left alone. So a question. So look, cuz I'm not like you. <laughs> so a question that often comes up when people are talking about Bigfoot is like, well, how come nobody's ever seen a Bigfoot skeleton? How come nobody has ever stumbled upon you know a a corpse in the woods. Why has nobody ever seen a small Bigfoot, like a like a baby Bigfoot, mm-hmm. right? So so then you so then they get into the you know if there's actually Bigfoot as a creature, do they procreate? And if so, again, why why don't you see like families of them? And if they're not procreating, so is they it adopt. the same? Yes. <laughs> is it the same Bigfoot every, you know just what I mean? Bigfoot, like just, it's just one and he's just super old because there's been sightings since the beginning of time, right? So, mm-hmm. so I mean, those are valid questions. The old man in the woods, Bigfoot, yeah. But I mean, so what would you, do you think that there's, do you think that there's like families of Bigfoot out there or... What do you kind of... Well, I think Bigfoot's probably a solitary individual. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he necessarily lives with families because, um, you know, it's hard to keep a secret that you're an interdimensional murderer <laughs> from your family, right? So if he's got to pop in and out of uh, different parks to break people's necks or leave them up on mountains... That's fair. Know, it's All probably right. best to do that without too much attachment. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, he'd probably be a real jerk to his kids. So he's got some issues to work out. He's, yeah. he's a killer. Why has there never been a Bigfoot corpse found? Well, I would. I mean, we could 
postulates that perhaps there are families of Bigfoot who take care of their own. You know, it's like yeah. if you, a human corpse is found in the woods, you're getting that out of the woods as fast as possible and I burying mean, it, right? Like, you're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a human corpse up in the woods if anyone wants to go claim it or do anything and you don't leave it there. Yeah, well, there are some animals in, you know, yeah. the animal kingdom that will take care of their, you know. Perhaps the big feet have a big feet or big foots. No, I think it's just big foot. I don't know. For a plural? Yeah, big uh, foots. I think big foots. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Bigfoots have a uh, a very elaborate uh, funeral ritual, funerary rituals where they bury or eat the corpse. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? We're just postulating right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, just thinking about it. Just guessing, just wondering what could be up with Big Feet, Bigfoots. Bigfoots. Yeah. I think my favorite of the Michigan cryptids is Pressy. Pressy? Yes. So Pressy is a serpent that lives in Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. And she, I'm going to call her a she, she was first seen in the 1800s and is said to be about 75 feet long mm-hmm. with a horse-like head, sharp teeth, long neck, pectoral fins, and a whale-like tail. So she was named after sightings near the Presky Isle River. And this is a <laughs> interesting story. So, two interesting stories I found. So, in 1897, a man near Duluth, Minnesota, claims to have fallen off his yacht, hit his head on a rock, mm-hmm. and then his body was grabbed and constricted by Pressy. Mm-hmm. But then he was let go. So, she, like, squeezed him tight, like a boa, boa constrictor, and then just, like, let him go. And then in the 1990s, so fairly recently, mm-hmm. at Point Iroquois, People said that they saw a, quote, large underwater beast pull a buck into the water. Wow. So the <laughs> the people that saw this, and I'm not sure how many people saw this, but the, the people that claim to have seen this said that the deer's head was then left on the shore. Mm-hmm. Like, Presley couldn't eat the antlers or something, probably. I don't know. Yeah, probably just ate around. But just, like, spit it out. So there was just, like, this... It's deer. like in the old cartoons when they ate a fish and they just pull it out by yeah, the tail pull out and the it's tail. just bones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, obviously Pressy and Nessie mm-hmm. are pretty uh, about the same probably. But I don't know. Like I you think about all the crazy things that have happened in Lake Superior too. Yeah. And it's like, could there have been? But when did you say Pressy uh, was first sighted? 1800s. 1800s. Now, there's a lot of people that say that Pressy is actually just a giant sturgeon, like a very old and very massive sturgeon, and people are just not seeing it correctly. So when they see it, or maybe they're, you know, under the influence or whatever, and that they're just, you know, plus also when you're in the water... I realize I'm I don't sound like I'm arguing very well for Pressy, but I'm mm-hmm. just being as, you know rational. Yes, as possible, which is pretty rare, so accept it. But if you're looking down into the water that's moving and you see something, your view of it's going to be distorted. Mm-hmm. So if you saw a sturgeon that was seven feet long mm-hmm. and you only saw part of it. And it was distorted by the way that the water was rippling or the depth of it. Right. A lot of dirt getting kicked up. Seems like there's more volume. Right. Exactly. You're probably going to assume that it's something that it's not. Well, I 
But that doesn't explain a creature pulling something into the water and then yeah. spitting its head back out. Like a sturgeon's not going to do that, right? I've never really heard uh, about Pressy before, but I know that there are Native American Ojibwa um, legends about creatures in the uh, the Lake Superior. Yes. Specifically, again, I mean, I don't feel like these are necessarily my stories to tell, but I'll just throw it out for a basic thing. The, um, the underwater panther... Uh, Mishu Pishu? Yeah, who yeah. lives up in, in uh, Lake Superior, who, as legend has it, uh, guarded the copper of the Great Lakes. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, the white man came in and stole all the copper. So Of course. But yeah, there, there's always been legends on Lake Superior about uh, different monsters and creatures living in there. So who knows? See? Could possibly happen. Could, be, could happen. Could I be believe. Pressy. Could be uh, Mishu Pishu. Yeah. I knew I was going to say that name wrong. Oh, I don't know if I did either. I think it's Mishu, Mish, Mishu Pishu. You know what? We'll leave that for others. Yeah, which we, is why uh, I didn't include it. And we will it. leave the topic. Which is why I didn't include it, because I, w- I knew I wasn't going to do it any justice, and I did not want to be disrespectful yeah. at all. Me too. I probably didn't do it justice either. But anyway, there's long been legends of monsters in the lake. Yeah. In the big lake. The biggest lake. Well, you won't catch me swimming in Lake Superior for multiple reasons, that one being the biggest. Yeah. Probably the cold would keep me out. Well, yeah, but mostly serpents. (laughs) Mostly sea serpents. So everybody in Michigan should know about the dog man. Mm -hmm. Dog men, plural. So the first sighting of a dog man was in Wexford County in 1887. You got to wonder what's going on in the 1800s that these people are seeing all these, that this is when all these cryptids started to be seen. I mean, I can guess, but... So two lumberjacks saw a creature that had a man's body and a dog's head. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, got freaked out, whatever. Uh, nothing really seemed to happen there. It was just they saw him and they were like, what the F? Yeah. In 1937, a man in Paris, Michigan, was attacked by five dogs, one of which was walking on two legs. <laughs> so there's that. So the Michigan Dogman is described as being seven feet tall, blue-eyed or amber-eyed, with a fearsome howl that sounds like a human screaming. Mm, so it's a human. Which, but also, <laughs> so, <laughs> so questions about this too, because I, like other stories that I was reading talk about how it sounds like a baby crying. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've ever heard a coyote howl, that's kind of how it sounds it sounds like a baby scream yeah. crying it's a very eerie sound there was some other cryptid that sounds like a baby crying yeah like out in the woods and that's how they maybe it is the maybe i'm thinking of the dog man possibly and that's how they lure you out of the house by oh no i'm thinking of skinwalkers too do that oh anyway that's nothing we need to talk about no i don't think we have skinwalkers in michigan well I we have bear walkers i haven't seen any so anyway more stuff i probably shouldn't talk about probably not so Couple of stories for from uh, Dogman in Troy, Michigan. A, There's a Dogman all the way down in Troy, a suburb of Detroit. I'm saying so. This is this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So in Troy, Michigan, a I guy saw a Dogman at the Somerset Mall. Stop it! <laughs> a guy in Troy was driving his car, and he had to call OnStar. Mm-hmm. So not too terribly long ago, and you think about. On Star. The past 20 years. So he says he flipped his car after Dogman ran out in front of him. Now, on Big Beaver. I listened to the 911 call mm-hmm. and it's 
it's pretty it's pretty spooky it's, it's believable it's very so here's the thing though like the driver tells the OnStar operator he's like something big like a dog but on two legs ran across the road and then the car was flipped on its side and, and we're in a ditch and the operator is like well what was it was it a deer and the guy was like no and he's like was it a bear and the guy was like maybe it was a bear and then all of a sudden he's like oh my god and then you hear like this growling and then all this crazy noise and screams like the Mm -hmm. guy and this passenger are just screaming did they get killed the line goes dead and it's like silence for like what seems like an eternity and then the onstar guy is like hello are you there sir hello and so it's like, and then the call, the call cuts off. Mm-hmm. The driver and the screaming sounded so believable, like, and it, like, it made the hair stand up on like my entire body. Like it mm-hmm. was very eerie to listen to. But the OnStar person sounded like he was the worst actor ever. It just sounded so unbelievable, and it was like, is this really how? Like, is it really how you would talk if there was? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just very strange. And then, like, you hear this growling. Like, if I was a 911 operator or an OnStar operator or whatever. There's a difference between the two, let's be honest. But still, like, you think about it, and it's like, if I heard somebody, if I heard growling on the other line and then screaming like that, I would immediately be like, hello, hello, hello. This guy was like, pause. Are you there? You know, just very, like... I don't know. I didn't. I don't know that I bought it. I don't buy it. They, it claims the the story claimed that that was the actual nine one one call and that it has not. But been it was edited. the but it was the OnStar call. Yeah. So the actual OnStar call to. That's what they say about a guy who saw a dog man in Troy, which I don't believe because I've never heard of a dog man sighting in Troy. I know. I mean, Another... the worst I've ever heard in Troy was maybe a deer. I think. Uh, Got into a, a a trophy shop. Oh, like just just yeah, ran in the no door good. and got all sorts of trophies stuck in its uh its horns and couldn't get out. Yeah, that's not a good. Situation. That was in the news a couple of years ago. So another guy claimed to have seen the dog man leap over like a two lane road. Like he was like, yeah, claims that he now he can leap like he's spring heeled Jack. Well, that's what I, that's the thing. Like said that it like leaped over a two lane road but also that he was looking at him the whole time. So the guy is like in his car on the road sitting as you do. Like apparently he kind of like saw eyes or something out of the side, like coming over on the side. And so he like slowed down thinking it was a deer and he didn't want to hit it. Obviously the thing while staring this man in the eyes because he's so important leaped over the road and then ran off into the woods is the story who's looking at me like the guy's so important that this i was getting cruised by the uh, dog man i mean checking me out listen if you're leaping whatever kind of a situation this is whatever sort of creature you are if you're leaping over a road you should probably have your eyes front right like yeah like what is he just leaping out of spite? At I don't that know. Point, just staring so, him down. So so weird. No, this guy's just thinking he's getting checked out by the dog man. Right, exactly. I so, got a date with dog man. He's checking me out. Anyways, so the other thing that's really strange and interesting that I had no idea about the dog man. Apparently, he operates on like a ten-year cycle. Does he? Yes. And every he's time a, a locust. Every time or he's a been cicada. 
every time he's been spotted, it's been on a year that ends in seven. So he's supposed to, you know. That's so, what brood brood X uh, of the dogmen come up from the ground. I guess so. So in another five years, we'll be back on on the seven, and you know we'll have to see if we uh, if there's any sightings. Here's the thing that's always bothered me about the dogman. We just invented a whole new category when I think there were already perfectly good categories. Like we didn't need dogman, right? We already had werewolves. Could have lumped them in there. If it's not a werewolf, it's probably a Bigfoot of some sort. But now we're saying that this thing is a cross between the two. Like, he's not quite a werewolf. He's not a Rougarou. He's a dog man. That's what the, I mean. Like, you see, a werewolf is a, is a, a man that turns into a wolf. This is just a man that's a dog. A dog man. The head of a German Shepherd. Not a wolf. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I... I think it's coyotes, personally. I mean, the sound of it would, would make mm-hmm. sense that it would be a coyote. But a, a coyote is considerably smaller than what these people but was, are saying. But if it was up on its hind legs... They've got long bodies. But still, I mean, it just, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. what. Like, here's the thing. The, 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 the famous dogman sighting that I had heard of was the one up in Traverse City or whatever. The guy, he was in his house or whatever in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And suddenly his house was surrounded by dogmen. You know, he said he saw these dogs, like like multiples. Okay. That they were, like, standing on their hind legs. How do we know that it wasn't... Uh, you know, some coyotes. Are coyotes always solitary? Um, I, I mean, don't think so. I mean, no, no. I'm pretty sure that coyotes run in packs. So there, that accounts for your multiple dogs. Now, if they're looking into, you know, like he's saying that they were trying to get into his house. So they're up, you know, maybe looking in the windows. Mm-hmm. So they're up on their hind legs, you know, supported by their front legs, looking in the windows. But I think a coyote would only do that if he if they knew that there was something in there. But that's probably, you know, I don't know the, the nature of the guy's home, if it was like, a you know, was his cabin in the, up north that right. he's not in all the time. Right. And that these animals knew that it wasn't always, you know, there wasn't always people there. Right. So maybe yeah. they were seeing if there was anyone there. I mean, growing up in West Branch, we lived, we lived out in the woods and we had 40 acres behind our home. Mm-hmm. And, um... And I know that this is very much frowned upon now, but we had outdoor dogs mm-hmm. and they were in a nice big kennel. They had, you know, very nice dog homes, whatever. But if we heard coyotes howling, the dogs would have to be like you would have to make sure that somebody was guarding the dogs or that they were brought inside because coyotes would. If I remember correctly, my stepdad said that they would they were known to like jump fences to destroy animals. Yeah. So. If we heard coyotes or if we ever saw coyotes, it was like, no, everything has to be inside somewhere because they will they they won't stop until they get what they're coming for. Yeah. So but um, but yeah, I mean, I've never seen a really big coyote before. They all kind of look like mangy dogs. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a decent sized coyote. Yeah. Like they're all kind of decent sized, I would say. I mean, they're not the size of wolves. Yeah. But. I mean, the other thing that could, could... You know, kind of the size of a small German shepherd. Well, a, a, there was a story that I was reading, and a scientist was like, you know, here's the thing. Like, you know, like I was saying earlier, like, this is such a huge planet. We don't know everything that's out there. And it could very well be that there's just this species of animal that looks like a dog or a wolf or a whatever, and that it's just larger than what you're used to seeing and every now and again it comes out from wherever it's every seven years when it walks i mean not necessarily like that guy didn't say anything about the seven year or the 10 years or whatever the 10 year cycle but he just said it is very possible 
that there's just another i mean you think about how often we're finding new species in the ocean you yeah know what but I the, mean? the ocean's a different story though we know nothing about the oceans we know more about space than we do about the ocean sure but it still stands to reason that there's a possibility that there's a, another animal out there that hasn't been discovered yet it's a hybrid of something and nobody just you know we haven't caught it so People I mean, are seeing it, and they're like, oh, well, it's just giant, you know, it's a dog man. Okay. I'm mean, sure it's possible, but I don't know if I agree. Well, that's fine. So the last one that I wanted to talk about today was another one that I didn't know anything about until you told me, and it is Nain Rouge. Le Nain. Le Nain Rouge. So this little guy is a like a demon-looking thing. A little red dwarf, yep. Apparently, he only terrorizes the city of Detroit, is what I gather. Right. Detroit deserves it. Well, I'm just kidding. I love Detroit. I live here. So apparently, he was first spotted by the founder of Detroit, and I'm going to say this name wrong Cadillac. Antoine de la Month, de la Month Cadillac. Um, He saw this little guy on the Detroit River, and basically, they got into a fight, (laughs) and eventually, the demon ran away. But then shortly after that, Cadillac lost his entire fortune. Yeah. So he lost everything. Absolutely everything. In 1805, Nain Rouge was spotted racing through the streets before the city was burned down in the Great Fire of 1805. The first Great Fire. He was was spotted in 1812 when the British began bombing American forces at Fort Detroit. In 1967... During a during the police raids that started the race riots, he was seen. The blind pig. He was spotted in 1977, the day before an, an historic ice storm knocked out power for over 400,000 Detroiters. Mm-hmm. So he just keeps popping up, and then these terrible things yeah, happen. He's always he's he's got season tickets to the Detroit Lions. Clearly, <laughs> that was that's actually something that was said in one of the stories. Oh, was it? Oh. It's basically like he. He must have something something to the effect of he takes he his home base is Ford Field, mm-hmm. basically saying something to that effect. What I really love about this is that every spring a parade travels through Midtown, and the idea is that they're banishing Nain Rouge from the city for the next year. But because of COVID, mm-hmm. there hasn't been a parade for the last two years. So the parade is pretty modern too, though it's only been around for like ten years. Well, it's still a parade that they use to banish Nain Rouge, and it hasn't happened for the last two years. And you just kind of wonder, like, it's a bit concerning mm-hmm. because for the last ten years they've been having it, and things have been relatively okay, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Detroit Lions. But you now the Lions weren't doing too bad. Now we've got two Stafford. years. Now we've got two years without the parade due to COVID. So you know it's a little, a little worrisome. Yeah. Who knows what it's going to bring? Yeah, so I mean, who knows? Who knows? I would say the uh, yeah the the whole Nain Rouge thing really took off in Detroit. Um, yeah, past past ten years or so, and the stories of the Nain Rouge and and like the parade and all that. It's 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 almost like an attempt to create like a Mardi Gras atmosphere. Mm-hmm. In in Detroit, which is cool. I haven't been to the parade, but I wish them success. I hope it does grow as big as, as Mardi Gras. It'd be very nice to have a, a cool little celebration. Yeah. Like yeah. I wonder if they're going to do the parade this year. I haven't heard anything about it, so that's I interesting. So did I miss any cryptids in Michigan that you've known about? No, not sp- like we're not. I know about other Great Lakes cryptids, but n- not necessarily in Michigan. 
like again like the the fearsome critters the the all those made up funny little uh creatures that lumberjacks used to scare each other with and somebody put them down into a story never heard of them yeah you have like the um the 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 hodag but that's more of a Wisconsin oh okay thing. the hodag yeah yeah that's more of a of a Wisconsin thing but the uh, like the go behind like this these different things these were basically stories that lumberjacks would tell the new guys like sort of like the snipe hunt mm-hmm. or the jackalope you know those kind of cryptids yeah where it's like you're just making up things that to just kind of try to terrify the new guy like these different uh like I'm trying to remember what the the diff they all had goofy names like the go behind and like oh he sneaks behind you when you're at a tree and then throws a rock at you like they're always like you know <laughs> little things that just kind of oh yeah. the squonk oh. it's like this little like spiked pig looking thing and it's the saddest creature in the world like if you if you look at it it starts crying and just dissolves into a puddle of tears weird yeah like not really cool by yeah. any means but now I do remember my stepdad always. Like growing up, he would talk about the jackalope. Mm -hmm. And I do remember uh, for a very long time in my life, I was a thousand percent sure that a jackalope was a real animal. Mm -hmm. And I could not figure out for the life of me why such a creature existed or how it survived. Like, how is this bunny rabbit with 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 giant antlers like living? (laughs) Yeah, how does it survive? But but also the the other part of that was that I remember very vividly going to like certain restaurants and stuff as a child mm-hmm. and seeing taxidermied jackalope. So it was yeah. very much a real thing to me as a child. Just like the hodag was to me. Because I saw them. Yeah. You know, I like I we would go out to dinner and I would see a jackalope stuffed in the corner of a restaurant. It was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a. Uh... An area in the uh, the Northwoods part of Wisconsin, which I mean, I include, I'll include the Northwoods stuff, and just because it's all kind of connected to the UP, and you know, sure. it's all the same same tundra up there. But uh, a town called um, Rhinelander, which was the home of the Hodag, the the uh, the shovel the shovel faced pig Hodag, whatever this monster was. It's supposedly like like according to the uh, the fearsome critters of the Northwoods, it was a uh, like it had some sort of shovel shaped head. That it would plow into people with and like knock down trees and all this stuff, but it's you know this little four-legged dragon beast-looking thing that was celebrated that still is celebrated in the town the town of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Interesting. Hmm. That's so crazy. I just remember it as a kid, like uh, driving past it, and it just sort of became something funny in our family to talk about the hodag. Yeah. So and that's huh. why I always remember the hodag and and Rhinelander. I love cryptids so much. Yeah, they're cool. Still haven't seen one. Mm, I don't know. You think you have? I mean, not. I mean, like, not any like sightings like these people talk yeah. about. You know, nothing like that. Just I don't know. Sometimes you see things in the woods, and it's like, what else could it have been? Just a man in a ghillie suit. You know, you never really know. So I don't know. I whether they're real or not, it doesn't matter. I love the I love the lore of it. Mm-hmm. I love I agree. I just I think it's so much fun and I think that it brings so much more to our state and, you know, yeah. hearing these stories around campfires and, you know, freaking out your friends and it's it's fun. I like it. I really yeah. enjoy it. I so agree. and I love the, the imagery and the mythos yeah, of Bigfoot. It's so much fun. Cause there's 
and I mean, the the reason why I ask all these questions, you know me, I'm very inquisitive anyways, which is part of why we, we do this show, because I just love to find mm-hmm. out as much as I can about anything. And that's why I ask all these questions. And, you know, I, I still stand by that. I still believe that these things exist because I haven't seen proof that they don't. And that's just kind of the way that my, my brain works is that if you, you know, so many people have said that they've seen them. Who am I to call them a liar? Right. You haven't proved to me that they didn't see it. So Mm -hmm. I believe in it. And it just, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy it. Okay. I was kind of babbling and I lost my train of thought. That's cool. I, I'm looking at this plant in front of my, my face that is partially dying, and I was just thinking, maybe I should water my plants. And then I got sidetracked. So, anyways. We should wrap this up. <laughs> Let you get back to watering these plants. Yeah, it's time to go, apparently. Thank you all for stopping by and listening to this episode of Great Lakes Confidential, where we discuss cryptids of Michigan. Yeah, and if you know any cryptid stories, if you've ever seen... A Bigfoot or Bigfoot a Dogman. A Dogman or, or Pressy. A Rougarou. Nain Rouge. I'd really love to hear if you've seen Nain, Nain no, Rouge. No, you probably wouldn't hear because they're probably dead. Oh, There's ouch. some other good uh, good stories, I believe, too, like the, uh, the, the Haunted Muff of Gross Eel. All right. The Rolling Muff of Gross Eel. Maybe I do. It's just like some ghostly tumbleweed that rolls around Gross Eel. I have heard of that story. I don't know where I heard it. It might yeah. have been from you, but d- yeah, like I'm, I have a very vague memory of that. Beware the muff. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, yeah. If you've got any cryptid stories, if you've seen any, let us know. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, just Gray Lakes Confidential. Um, we're always having conversations and uh, trivia and all sorts of fun things on our social media. So we'd love it if you'd follow us Um, or you can send us an email, greatlakesconfidential at gmail.com and we will see you next week. Au revoir. Right. Bye.